Hey everybody, it's Jordan Stoltz, your host of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom podcast. Welcome to another episode, and in today's show, uh, it's episode 272, and my voice is back, which is good news, and I'm going to be talking about something a little bit different. I do talk a lot about uh, fitness and nutrition and health and um, training and all that stuff on this podcast. That is what the podcast is for, but I also, you know, I don't know if a lot of you know, but I do work in the fitness industry as well. So, you know, this is a hobby, this is a side gig, and my my day job is also in the fitness industry, and my background is in that industry as well. So today's show is going to be a little bit different. It's going to be kind of like my story and the things that I've learned. This is all on the fly and just kind of off the cuff. Uh, talking about careers, opportunities, and making a name for yourself in the fitness industry. Um, If I would do it again, if I think it's a good move for other people, this is coming from an Instagram question and really an Instagram discussion that I had. Um, I'm at StoltzFit, that's S-T-O-L-Z-F-I-T on Instagram. Uh, You can shoot me a direct message if you want to have a conversation about something like this or have any kind of question that you want answered, whether it's on the podcast or just privately through those messaging, um, I'll help you out. And it's really my goal with all this to help some people out. It, you know, quite honestly, just makes me feel really good to be able to help somebody, to be able to provide them with some direction and some clarity in an area that's confusing for a lot of people. That is my kind of personal mission statement and what I've realized is my goal of being in this industry and that's kind of what I'll talk about today Um, kind of challenge you a little bit right if you're someone that's considering making a career switch or just curious or starting a side hustle of something in the fitness industry this might challenge your thinking a little bit and my take might not necessarily be uh, all super inspirational and motivational and go for it, honey, you got this kind of stuff. It might be a little bit more raw and real. So hopefully this helps provide some insight to you and uh, enjoy the show. I will I will be looking forward to your feedback on this episode because it is quite different. So if you have some, just let me know on Instagram as a podcast review, anything. I will check any kind of medium. Um, let's get started today's episode. 272 about careers in the fitness industry and making a name for yourself. Welcome to the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. Keep listening for some awesome advice on health, motivation, and becoming a better version of yourself. Be sure to tune in every week for Motivation Monday, Workout Wednesday, and Foodie Friday. Behind the mic today, your host, a strength and conditioning coach, husband, and businessman, Jordan Stoltz. What's up, everybody? I'm Jordan Stoltz, and guess what? My voice is back. <laughs> I have my voice back from my little my little hint of an illness, but it really wasn't, um, which I'm pretty thankful for. You always kind of worry, you know, I don't know if you guys are people that get sick often or if you're people that really don't get sick very often, but I'm kind of one of those who doesn't really get sick. I typically get like one big cold every year, and... That one big cold, as weird as it may sound, is typically in the summer. Uh, I typically go, you know, shoot, 
man. I mean, knock on wood, but I normally go almost all winter without getting sick. It's usually just a summer thing, you know, and that was when I was in the Midwest. Now that I'm down south a little bit more, uh, the summers are longer, right? Which I don't know what that means. Does that mean I get sick more or less? I don't really know. Uh, but I was wondering if this was going to be that yearly sickness and I was going to be out of commission as far as having this wonderful radio voice, uh, if I would be able to continue to do that. But hey, I mean, I had the tickle in my throat. I started to even cough. I had my nose stuffed up a little bit and it all went away after like one day. So it was hinting, it was teasing me, but it didn't actually um, follow through and mess up any of my scheduling or anything like that. So I did do a shorter episode last week and I kind of want to make up for it this week with a little bit of a longer topic. This might be a little bit unconventional though, uh, just because I'm going to be talking more about career stuff and my personal story and journey uh, in my professional life, right? Not necessarily, not necessarily fitness related, but fitness industry related. So I know a lot of you that listen probably are in the fitness industry, right? That's, I mean, I know how it is. People in the industry like to hear from people in the industry and people who, uh, the people who really get inspired by people in the industry are already in the industry or they want to be, right? And this is really coming, this inspiration for the show is really coming from an Instagram question um, or more so a conversation that I had talking about careers in the industry, my personal story, if I would do it again, and if I think it's a good move financially and career-wise, um, and I'll kind of get into that. I wanted to break this episode into three sections. So what you're going to hear is, uh, you're going to hear section one is kind of going to be my story, um, a brief synopsis of how my professional journey has gone, and now uh, it's going to go from, I guess, high school to now is probably what I'm going to do, maybe college to now, and then the next section, section two, will be if I would do it again or what I would do differently, like if I regret any decisions that I made or experiences that I had, um, that one kind of might surprise you what my take is on that, right? I think the story is just a good background, the ending, which section three is going to be kind of a few tips that I have for people trying to make it in the industry and make a name for themselves. Yes, that'll be useful but that might be stuff that you might have heard before. It will be my own kind of unique take, but you know, I have inspirations and people that have influenced me as well. So section two is really where things might get a little bit more controversial and surprising. Uh, In my opinion, just would I do things again the way that I did them and what would I change? I think that is a good question to ask anybody. I think if you are sitting down and talking to somebody and you're talking to them about your life, one of the best questions you can ask is how did you get to where you are now and would you do it over again or what would you do differently? That question of what would you do differently has so much value in it because you're able to prevent yourself from making the same mistakes uh, that someone else does. You're able to you're able to get there faster, quite honestly, right? Because you're able to avoid those and you're able to focus on all the right things. So that's hopefully a lot of value for you. Um, I want to dive right in and like I said, this was an, is a bit different, but you know, even if you aren't wanting to be in the fitness industry or pursuing a career or even interested in that, uh, worst case, you learn a little bit about me 
and a little bit about my career and professional life, uh, where maybe I'm just kind of this voice in the podcast that's telling you things to do in the gym or in the kitchen, right? So hopefully this is something that helps you out and is able to provide some insight into me and we can make a personal connection, right? Because that is another goal of this podcast. So let's get started with this episode um, about working in the fitness industry, my own career, and what I would do differently. So to start out, I wanted to tell you guys a little bit about myself. So I've done episodes where I talk about where I come from and what I do, but uh, you know, it's it's pretty much it's it's very vague what I do. I guess you could say, right? I like to keep things more focused on the actual actionable advice that I'm trying to give. I don't want to bog things down too much, um, you know, with getting into things that might not might not interest everybody. And I kind of realized that it's not really about the interest; it's about the connection, and that providing your personal story is really big. So I wanted to give you guys a more in-depth look on everything. Um, first thing I did, well, I guess, let me back up to high school or something, I guess, because, like, you know, when you get into the fitness industry, the one question that's interesting is usually, like, at what point did you actually get into fitness itself, right? If you are a computer programmer, there was something in your life at some point that made you get into programming and or made you get into computers, right? It's, it backs up that far. If you're a doctor, there's some point where you are into medicine or you're into science, you know? So for me, I guess it really started in high school and you hear the common cliche of people working out to get the girl and, you know, trying to build muscle to impress the girls and all that stuff. That wasn't me, actually. You know, it might have eventually gone down to the head if you really dove into my psychology, but it was really more about playing basketball. I really wanted to perform well. I wanted to, I was a, I had dreams of dunking a basketball, and that was my first goal with all the training was I just want to get to the point where I can dunk a basketball. So that was the main goal. So a lot of leg training, a lot of jumping, a lot of squatting, a lot of uh, even deadlifting and stuff like that. That was the main goal in fitness for a while for me. Uh, that was where I got introduced to some some of my first fitness products, uh, and I really, really enjoyed that. So my earliest influencers in my life and my fitness was some of the more old school guys. So I worked out and I trained mostly either in our high school rec room or I worked out at our family farm. So I had homemade equipment that was a big part of what I trained with. I didn't have um, stores or anything nearby where I could go buy weights and really I didn't want to spend the money on that. Uh, So what I did was I created the equipment out of other stuff. So my first squat rack, for example, was two massive oil barrels and I had a barbell set that my dad had when he was in high school and I put the barbell on the oil barrels and that's what I would pick the barbell off of. Right, I had an old bench that my dad had. I made this thing called a slosh pipe where it was essentially an ab training tool. And I had a long, like 12 foot PVC pipe, filled it with water, and would try to carry it around kind of like a strongman stone while I was sloshing around and trying to pull you side to side. Um, I made my own sandbags, I even made my own kettlebell. 
all these things was part of my journey and getting into fitness. And my biggest influencers are people who, who were into that as well. So people like Elliot Hulse, Jay Ferrugia, Zach Evanesh, those guys were huge into my development uh, and my knowledge base. Um, and as I kind of went forward and into college, it was time to decide, you know, what do I want to do with my life? What what degree do I want to pursue? It was already planned I was going to college. It was already something that I had decided on. Um, and I wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do. I was really into sports and I was kind of into fitness, but more so into sports. So I went into college with the intention of doing physical therapy. Of course, like almost every physical therapy student who's a young male wanted to do it for a sports team, which you come to realize is quite an accomplishment to do and pretty hard, right? It's not something that you can just go apply for. It's something that takes years and years and it's hard to get your foot into the door. So I was starting to be into physical therapy in school. And at that point in time, kind of my side research was reading about how these people that were influences on me, like Elliot Hulse, Zach Evanesh, were opening their own facilities and gyms, right? Their own little warehouse spaces uh, where they train clients, they coach people. Um, That was a little side note, right? But it was something that I was looking into and becoming really interested in was training people. And a lot of my research started in the gym business area because I liked business. And it kind of went more into how do you train groups of people and train clients and train people uh, and how do you, I guess, dumb down hard exercises to work for masses that can't do them. That was kind of where I was starting. And as I was reading about that, I was also kind of learning the ins and outs of physical therapy, got a essentially an associate's degree that was pre-physical therapy, and I was pursuing my bachelor's in exercise science. Um, so that was interesting, I guess, you know, taking all those classes, learning a lot. It it wasn't, the, I mean, the most informative classes for me was actually the medical type classes and the science type classes. Uh, the exercise ones were, were interesting to see a different take on things and kind of helped me memorize some of the things that I kind of already knew, but it wasn't crazy groundbreaking information for me. I kind of realized after a while that the physical therapy thing was kind of treating people after they were hurt, after they were repaired, and I wanted to be more either on the front lines of when people got hurt or I wanted to be on the front lines of preventing that hurt in the first place. So I was time for my internship in college and I went and pursued um, a few different internships, a couple at some warehouse gyms um, where I was planning on learning how to do it myself and open my own gym. Uh, and then one of my other ones I applied to was to be an intern at the University of Nebraska for the strength conditioning department. And I ended up getting that internship in the strength conditioning department, as well as some of the gym ones, but I ended up going with the strength conditioning route, right? Because the kind of the glamour of college athletics, right? It's an incredible facility, incredible people, high level athletes. And, you know, that's the dream for a young kid, right? Is to work with those kind of athletes. Uh, so I was I worked as an unpaid intern for a year and a half, I believe, and af- at that point took one semester off, finished the college credits, and then got got into graduate school. And in graduate school, I took my master's in business and athletic administration, so kind of back in the college athletic realm, but took more of an interest in the business approach of things. You know, I realized that 
just the training and just the coaching is kind of for a special breed of people, right? It's for a certain type of person that is okay with that type of lifestyle it brings, and I can get more into that later, but it is something that wasn't exactly for me. But I did get a graduate assistantship, which was paid, in the same department that I had worked as an intern, which was pretty cool to kind of move up the ladder a bit. Um, what I did there was really kind of transforming from coaching into more of like a 70, 30, 30% being coaching, 70% being more administrative and video work. So doing a lot of creative stuff for them, growing their social media and take going into this different avenue, right? Around that time, March or so of my first year of grad school, I started this podcast and that was kind of a side project. I wanted to try some online coaching after all of that. Oh, and I forgot to mention, you know, I knew this would happen doing this off the cuff like this, but in 2013, I started personal training. I did that for three years until my graduate assistantship in grad school with strength and conditioning. So a little over three years, personal training and working at a front desk at a gym. So I was in the gym, I was in the university setting, I was working on the online stuff with the podcast and online clients, kind of had this little trifecta going and was moving my passions a little bit towards the business side of things and the creative side. Um, and then professionally, I ended up graduating and ended up getting a job down here in Austin at a, a startup in fitness, in nutrition specifically, doing uh, actually online coaching, essentially, and video work. So basically a combination of what I've been doing with the training, with the coaching, and then combine that with the creative and video stuff, and you have my job right now, which is pretty awesome. And I'm working in this industry. I have the side project in, my, in this industry, and it's all kind of combined into one right now. That's kind of where my experience has led me, right? So you can see how it's kind of a roundabout path, and maybe a story of somebody with a lot of interests and not really sure where to take them. So you have, you know, starting out in physical therapy just as a, a random choice, honestly, and that kind of leading into wanting to prevent the injuries a little bit more, which led into strength conditioning, um, starting to personal train people and look into gyms and stuff like that, um, realizing that I wanted to take that online and started this podcast and started online coaching. This whole little journey is kind of what made me and probably made me get the job that I have right now, and it all shaped where I am, right? That's my professional experience, and that is a synopsis of me. I want the next section to be dedicated to what I thought about my own experience. Now that I'm a couple years out of grad school and um, you know, I've been in the industry for, I guess you could call it, 2012 until now so seven years if you count school six years if you count the personal training so it's been a good while long enough to assess what I think about it and what I would do differently or what I liked that I did so like I said it was a roundabout journey and I think that's to be expected for any young person right so if you are somebody who's young and you're looking at the fitness industry it's okay to take your time and what I think I did really, really well, and I'll get into some of this later on with the third section of this podcast, what I think I did really well is try a lot of different things, right? I had a lot of different um, small jobs in college. I worked for someone who did website coding and creative stuff there. 
I worked at front desk at a gym, personal trainer, had the internship at the university, um, all this stuff. I taught tennis, right? I did all these random little things. I taught a PE class. All these things helped me and steered me towards the path that I ended up on. And I don't think that you can get to the right path without that. Um, I'll get into that later about why I think people should do something like that. But I think that's what I did really well, kind of reflecting on that, is trying a lot of different things, getting a lot of experiences, even if they were inconvenient, and even if they kind of were hard at times, right? Like that internship, I had to be at the university, which was a good 20-minute drive. I had to be there at 6.45, so... I had to wake up really early, couldn't stay up late, or I'll be very, very tired. I had to keep up with the classes and all that at the same time. Uh, But I was willing to do the sacrifice just to get that experience and was really grateful for it. So I think I did that really well. Now, what I would change going back, and there are some things that I would change, and I don't know if you guys will agree with these or if you're maybe in a similar boat, but I, I would go to college. I am actually a fan of college, and I love learning, and I love taking some time to learn things, right? Dedicated learning time, I think, is huge and it really helps develop you as a person. So I'm actually like a pro-college guy, I guess, and I wouldn't change that experience for anything. I think I jumped a little bit quickly into my major, which I think a lot of kids do, and something that I am a little bit passionate about and think that the system needs to do a little bit better is guiding people into the right program, or at least helping them figure things out by trying a lot of different things. I wish I would have tried a few different degrees. I wish I would have not dove headfirst just into what interests me, right? Because what I've realized over time, and you can take this as whatever kind of lesson you want to, is that it's very, very okay to not work in one of your favorite hobbies, right? Just because something is your favorite hobby doesn't mean you have to have a career in there. Uh, it's very possible that I could have enjoyed a career as a banker or um, an insurance salesman or a nurse. I don't know. You know, I, I I don't regret my choice and I enjoy where I am right now. But what I'm trying to say is that it's okay to not make everything your full-time job if you like it. If you like sewing, it's okay to sew at night when you're home. Right, you don't have to go work at Nike sewing stuff if they even sew stuff in the United States. I don't even know. But, you know, it's it's just like if you like computer programming, you don't have to go get a software engineering degree. It's okay to just learn and create your own app and have fun with it, right? Maybe you make some money from it, maybe you don't. You do it for the pure enjoyment. And the lines got a little bit muddled there of of doing things for the enjoyment of them and doing things to make a career out of them. And I think that's important to separate those a little bit and to be able to separate those. So you don't want something that you enjoy to be ruined because you make it into a career and you don't want to do a career just because you enjoy it, right? There's a lot of other things to realize. And another reflection I've had is that the fitness industry is very competitive obviously, right? Everyone's a coach. Everyone's an online coach. Everyone's a personal trainer of some kind. Everyone knows everything about this and everyone is putting pictures on Instagram of their abs. So I think what I've realized here is that it's very competitive, but also at the same time, people in general don't really care and they just want to live better lives, right? And this might be just kind of rambling, but I think that 
you know, a lot of times people think that they are doing things and posting things and making career moves that is going to change everything for everybody, right? When in reality, you're really just providing more content and more more followers and followees for fitness people, right? It's this little community of people that stick together and stick to the same kind of, honestly, weird hobbies if you think about them, right? Lifting for no apparent reason, getting really, really lean and pushing your body for no apparent reason. These things necessarily, these aren't normal for the normal population and people don't really understand them. So that's something that's actually really important to understand and something that I wish I would have understood is that it's important if you're a kid to choose a degree with a lot of job opportunities that's actually super important and it's also important to realize that fitness is a very very narrow field and that the more broad you can make your field the more you can specialize later but it's very hard to start out specialized right it's very hard to start from square one where you're already zeroed into a certain population of people because normal people just want to get better when they're sick they just want to live a long life and they want to look decent if they're at the beach right? Or at their wedding. That's what most people want. And it took me a long time to realize that. Uh, so could I, if I go back, would I change anything? I would probably choose a program or a way of learning that would be, it would open more doors. It would be a wider, a wider net cast, which was why I went and took the graduate degree. Most people take their undergraduate and then they go to their graduate degree and it, it narrows the net for them, right? If they are a nurse and they go do nurse practitioner, it like narrows the amount of jobs they get. I took a master's in business because I wanted to widen the jobs I could get, which turned out to be a good move because I ended up getting this job down here in Austin. Um, yeah, so that that's kind of my reflections on all that. Would I do it again? Yeah, because I love where I'm at and I love what I do and I wouldn't change that for the world. Would I change how I get there or would I recommend it for other people? It's hard to recommend it to other people in good conscience because I know how much work I put in for free, right? I put in I put in one and a half years of free work. I put in three years of really low-paid gym work. I put in uh, another two years of graduate assistant work, which is not very high-paying, um, and a lot of school. So all of those years put in to get into this industry to make a career out of it and it's a hard truth but it's you know in a very competitive field you have to put in a lot of time of just kind of embracing all that suck right and that's that's what I did and I'm happy I did it I learned a lot along the way Um, but if you're not all in it's going to be pretty hard to do it's going to be very frustrating I think that people that say there's no money in the fitness industry or there's no opportunity are the people who aren't willing to put in that work because if you're willing to put in the work, it'll be there. I truly believe that if you show up and you're willing to deal with lower pay, free work, long days for a while, you eventually get to the spot where you don't even need that anymore and you'll make just as much as somebody else doing what you like to do. Uh, The real question is on you and that's can you push yourself through that point? Right, because if you can't, if you think that that might ruin fitness for you, it might ruin the whole thing, um, then you know maybe try, choose choose something else. But for me, I'm happy that I did what I did, and there are some things I would change. But overall, uh, pretty happy with how things turned out. I want to give some tips now 
to people who are getting into the industry or are looking for any career really and kind of want some advice on that. So piece of advice number one that I have is what I was just talking about and that's to get all kinds of experience. I actually wish I would have got more experience and more internships earlier on. So, you know, I did my internship when I was a senior, I think, in college, maybe a junior in college, uh, third or fourth year, and I wish I would have started my first year and stayed at an internship for a long time, done multiple ones, tried different avenues, shadowed different people. There's so much value in just watching somebody work, watching how they carry themselves, if they enjoy their jobs, what their culture is like at their company. All that stuff is so big and is so important if you're struggling with decisions for your life. So get all the experiences you can. This doesn't just apply to fitness. This is everything. If you you know, are wanting to go into the medical field, go shadow as many doctors as possible. Get a low-paying job at a hospital and just be a part of the commotion, right? And and just just immerse yourself. I think that immersion is huge and can help you get opportunities down the road as it did with me and it could help you develop skills you need. It could also tell you if you need to get out of that industry into something different. If you really don't like what you're seeing, you need to go like, for me, college athletics is, I get a lot of questions about this, you know, from friends and family and it's way more glamorous on the outside than it is on the inside. It's actually kind of a very broken system on the inside as far as careers and staff are concerned. And I really didn't want to be a part of that after being a part of it. Um, I wanted to kind of get out and I didn't really want to uh, be part of that machine anymore, I guess you could say. And I wouldn't have known that. I wouldn't, I probably would still be here dreaming of training athletes. Uh, if I, I would still be dreaming of that if I didn't have that experience and no, that's not for me. Uh, so it's really important to get those experiences. Piece of advice number two that I have um, is to, is to, I guess you could say, be okay with working somewhere else and building something on the side. I think that this podcast, what it has taught me is that a lot, you know, the two most important ingredients is time and consistency in anything. And that applies to careers and jobs as well. If you if you have an aspiration or a goal, be patient. Realize it doesn't have to be done now. You don't have to get that your next job or your first job or your second job. You, it's okay to work somewhere else. It's okay to do something else and work on something on the side. As long as you're consistent, putting a lot of time, putting a lot of hours and a lot of effort, you're going to be just fine. And that kind of leads into my third thing, which is that people adapt, Right. A lot of people complain or harp on the fitness industry for not having enough money or opportunities. Um, you know, my advice in general is that life is short and you should do what you want to do. Be sure you want to do it, which is what this podcast is about. But if you do want to do that, life's short and I recommend just doing what you want to do. And people adapt. You know, if you had your salary split in half today, you wouldn't go hungry, right? You wouldn't starve to death. You wouldn't, um, you wouldn't end up sleeping on the sidewalk. You would adapt, right? Whether it's finding a shelter or eating 
for, you know, McDonald's French fries for a year straight. Those are very extreme examples, but it illustrates my point that people adapt. And just because you're not an engineer leaving school making $60,000 a year, you know, if you leave school making $30,000 a year, you'll adapt. And if you enjoy life in other aspects, right, besides money, you enjoy life. Uh, and you enjoy the little things and the simple things, and you find joy in everything, uh, you'll adapt and you'll be just fine. And trust me, you will get to that same point over the course of a little bit of time. And that's really the gist of everything is don't be afraid to dive right in. Make sure it's for you. You will adapt, and there is opportunity, and there is uh, the possibility for success in the industry as long as you're willing to put in the time the effort, the consistency that it takes. It might be a bit of a grind compared to other fields, but if you truly love something and you do want to make a career out of it, it's totally worth it. Uh, Like I said at the beginning, this podcast is to help people and it is to provide some clarity. And the feeling that you get when you do that for somebody else is huge. And I'm sure other careers have that as well. You know, if you're saving someone from a burning building, if you are... Uh, taking away someone's pain as a nurse, injecting some pain medicine. If you're fixing someone in surgery as a doctor, you are getting someone proven innocent in court as a lawyer. Whatever it is, there is a certain level level of satisfaction to every job. There's a certain level of uh, disdain for every job. Every person you meet will tell you something they don't like about their job. And everyone, hopefully, will tell you something they do like. So my advice in general, cheesy as it may be, is to do you and enjoy the journey because you might be frustrated and you might be really discouraged at times and feel like you're not going anywhere, but you are. And as long as you're standing and you're moving forward, you're making progress and breaks come, you know, time really heals all. And that includes, you know, maybe something that seems like it's leading nowhere, a dead end. A lot of times it's not a dead end. It's just that you need to put in more time and effort into things uh, to get out what you want out of it. So much of everything in fitness and careers and business and everything is a direct product of what you put in. So my recommendation is to put everything in if you're going to and and to really just dive head first, kind of like I did. Hopefully that episode helped you guys I mean kind of a little bit different a little bit off the cuff and a little bit uh, more personal and some reflections on my own journey in life you guys have more questions on that just shoot me a direct message on Instagram uh, at Stoltz Fit and I'll be more than happy to help you out like I said it's all about that for me it's all about providing the clarity and the help to people who need it and want it and crave it and aren't getting it in an industry that's really confusing so Thank you for joining me for another episode. That was 272 of the podcast. Voice held up the whole time, which must mean it's all good. And I will see you guys next week. Uh, Enjoy the spring weather. Hopefully things are starting to warm up where you are and it's starting to be really nice and balmy again. Um, I'm starting to, I record a lot of these in my car and I'm starting to actually get a little bit moist on the back sitting here. It's already getting hot, which is awesome. Summer's around the corner, and uh, if you have any questions to uh, on your fitness goals, your career goals, anything like that, like I said, shoot me a message on Instagram. I'll talk to you next week. Hopefully you enjoyed the podcast. Thank you for listening and for tuning in. This is Jordan Stoltz signing off. 
Thank you for listening to the Triple F Podcast. Please leave a five-star iTunes review and share the podcast with your friends and family. Tune in next time for more great tips on fitness, food, and freedom.